crazy times that we live in, you can't go jogging without being shot. People are being strangled by law enforcement. Sometimes you just need something to hold on to. Discrimination, racism, division is in our world. We just want something or someone to hold on to. Last week, we started a series called Through. And we talked about last week the three stages of faith. The first stage is confident faith. And that feels amazing when we're at that stage. Everything seems easy. Prayer makes a difference in your life. Obedience results in tangible blessings. Joy comes naturally in that stage. At some point, though, we'll find ourselves in the next stage, which we'll call challenge faith. Suddenly, everything that seemed to work easy in confident faith stage doesn't seem to work anymore. We, we don't feel like we're hearing that God is hearing our prayers, and we don't hear Him either. Obedience doesn't seem to be getting us anywhere. And doubts start to increase. Doubts like the division in our country. We long for the days when our faith seemed new, fresh, and unstoppable. See, in this challenged faith stage, we have several options. And the hope is that we'll move forward to that next stage, the stage we're calling living faith. See, a living faith isn't one that has all of the answers. It may not look pretty and shiny and brand new, but it's real. It's tested. And it's true. Most of us want that kind of faith. But the only way to living faith is to journey through the valleys of challenged faith. And we take this journey over and over again throughout our lives. Now the question begins, how do we get through what we're going through. How will we respond to pain and suffering and grief? Today, I want to take a little bit closer look to the Israelites that we looked at last week. God had set them apart from the very beginning, and they had a unique mission to the world. He led them out of slavery. He was leading them to a promised land of their own. Those first few days of freedom must have felt like that confident faith stage. They're thinking, look at what God has done for us. We've been rescued. We are free. 
But last week, you remember, we learned that God didn't take him on the direct route to the promised land. Instead, he led them out into the desert. And suddenly, that freedom didn't feel much like freedom anymore. And the Israelites started to wonder if they would have been better off as slaves. They began to wrestle with doubt and distrust. But little did they realize that things were just beginning. They were going to go from bad to worse. You see, Moses gets called up to the mountain to talk with God. An amazing thing that all leaders need to do. They need to have that mountaintop experience. But little did the Israelites know that he would be gone for 40 days and 40 nights. He was on the mountain. They were in the valley. He was hearing from God, and they were hearing nothing. He was holding the Ten Commandments. And they were holding nothing. And sometimes you just want something to hold on to. So what did they do? We picked the story up in Exodus chapter 32 where it says this. When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, Come, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses, who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what happened to him. Sometimes you just want something to hold on to. So Aaron asked the people to take off all of the gold that they're wearing, their earrings, their necklaces, their bracelets, and he takes them and he makes a golden calf, an idol. And then he says this to him, These are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. And if that wasn't enough, Aaron then says, Tomorrow there will be a festival to the Lord. And the next day, the Israelites ate, drank, and partied. Now let me ask you this. If you are a Christ follower, when you've gone through a season of difficulty, is your tendency to reject God altogether? Do you completely dismiss him? Or do you think, okay, God, step aside. I can handle this one. See, that might be true for some of us, but in my experience, most of us continue to believe in God. We just feel like we need something else to hold on to. The Israelites weren't looking for a substitute for God. They wanted an add-on to God. They were tired of the silence. They were tired of feeling alone down in the valley. They were looking for something that they could hold on to that would help them get through what they were going through. Isn't that, isn't that what we do to help reduce the pain and the suffering that we go through? We don't grab on the golden calves, but we may hold on 
to a bottle, hoping that the buzz may numb the pain. Or maybe we hold on to entertainment just to get to feel good for a moment or two. Or maybe you're holding on to your job, overworking because it's something we're good at. If I'm honest, that's my area. When I'm struggling, I focus on the work. I focus on what would be good thing. But when you do it to the exclusion of God, it's no longer a good thing. Most of us are not so bold as to say, forget you, God. But we just want something to hold on to. Something that feels more concrete. Something we hope will get us through what we're going through. So what about you? I did this last week. I want you to take a moment and write down just a thing or two in your life that is challenging you right now, that's just hard in your life, that's causing you pain, that's challenging your faith. If you, if you feel comfortable, you can do it in the comments of where you're watching and know that if you type it there, we will pray for you about that. So take a moment to write down what it is that's hard. So what is it that you're going through? Some of us may be going through a relationship desert. We feel alone. There are hopes and dreams of maybe dating and marrying someday, but right now, it feels as though God is silent on that topic. Others of us may have someone in our life, but we may be married, we may be dating, but we've never felt more lonely than we do right now. Some of us may be going through a financial desert. Going to the mailbox or opening up that email is frightening because of the bills that keep piling up. For others, the season of, might be a season of tremendous disappointment, unmet expectations. You had high hopes, you had big dreams, but they're gone now. Most of the time, it feels as if God is gone too. And for all of us, we all find ourselves in a persistent pandemic. It's filled with fear, anxiety, even anger and apathy. Where can we go? Are they open? Do we have to wear a mask? What, it's, this pandemic is causing fear and anxiety in us. So whatever it is you're going through, I believe God brought you to this live stream today to hear what I'm about to say next. And have two suggestions that I want to make to you, two challenges that I want to make. But before I go there, I just want to say something specifically to those of you in the desert. I can't imagine what you're going through, but I want to say I'm sorry. I can't fix it, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you have to go through whatever it is that you're going through. It's hard. It feels impossible. It hurts. But please know this. 
God can use whatever it is that you're going through, and he will use it to heal you and to help others in ways that you have never imagined if you'll let him. So the first challenge that I want to give to you today is that, you know, God tells us whatever God lets us go through, he wants us to use that for him and to help others. So the first challenge is to honestly ask yourself, what do I need to let go of? What substitutes have you been grabbing on in hopes of dulling the pain? What do you need to surrender? Do an honest evaluation of your life. Maybe it's a relationship that you're holding on to for your own gratification. Could be sex or pornography. Maybe it's drinking to make the pain go away. Your drug of choice could be food. Maybe it's spending the money that you don't have. Maybe it's work. Others may applaud your success. You know you're holding on to work as a way to not deal with the real things in your life. So what do you need to let go of? In this rush to return to normal, to the way things used to be, perhaps we could use this time to think long and hard about which parts of normal we want to return to. You see, the universal sign of surrender, you guys know what it is, right? Universal sign of surrender, both hands up in the air. Would you do that with me? Raise both of your hands up, surrender to God. The interesting thing is, in order to do that, you can't be holding on to anything. I had to put my iPad down, which is like a safety little blanket, but I put it down, and you, but you got to surrender. You can't be holding anything. You put your hands down. But what is it that you're holding on to? What is it that you need to let go of? Then the second challenge what do I need to hold on to? What's amazing about God is that he will not leave us empty-handed. Once you let go of whatever it is that you need to let go of, once you surrender and you're left with two empty hands, two hands ready to grab on to two other things, God will give you two things to hold on to. You see, with one hand, what we need to grab on to is we need to hold on to God's presence. Psalm 23 says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me. God may have been on the mountain with Moses, but he was also with the people in the valley. God wants to be with you in the valley. So with one hand, you grab on to God's presence. Grab on to a Bible reading plan. Grab on to a long walk where you can cry out to God. Grab on to a worship song that hits your heart in just the right place. Do whatever it takes 
to grab hold of God's presence during this season of challenged faith. And with the other hand, hold on to God's people. When God established the church, he meant for it to be a group of people who really got each other and could help each other to get through whatever it is they were going through. So hold on to God's people. It doesn't mean that we'll be able to fix every problem in your life, but we will be there with you in the problem. During this time when we are physically apart, let's be all the more intentional about being spiritually together. Let us sit with you in the problems of your life. Problems that we don't know how to fix, but we can do something about it. Like in the last couple of weeks, we've been collecting canned goods to give to urban ministry. We've collected in two weeks almost a little over 800 pounds of food. Now, Bonita has been, has been the instrumental person behind us. She's been sitting in the parking lot for two hours each of the past two weeks, and they haven't been nice, cool days either. She's been sitting there waiting to see if anyone would come by to bring food. I don't know if she wanted me to tell this or not, but I'm going to tell it anyways. She had set a, a goal, a lofty goal in her mind that she wanted to get a ton of food. And I'll be honest, I had to Google tons to pounds. It's 2,000 pounds. We're a little over 800. Tomorrow, she's going to be out here in this parking lot again from 10 to 12, collecting canned goods to help those less fortunate than we are. We can't fix all of the problems, but we can walk alongside you every step of the way. We all need something to hold on to, every single one of us. And God is there, and he's ready to help us to hold on to his presence and to hold on to his people. Psalm 63 says this, My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me securely. We all need something to hold on to. But remember that God is holding on to each of you. What we need most when times are dark is to hold on to the God who holds on to us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, many of us are going through our own desert experience. It's lonely. It's painful. It hurts. It's scary. But we cry out to you, God. I ask you to give us the courage to not rush to hold on to cheap substitutes or add-ons. Give us, give us the strength to get through what we're going through, to learn from it, to grow from it, and to know that even in our darkest moments, that you are here with us, walking with us in the pain and in the struggle. Let us know that you're here, God, so that we can hold on to you. 
Jesus' name.